0: My name is John, with my wife Emma, we're the location pastors here at Harndorf, and it is such a privilege today for us to have our overseer, um, the better half of our overseers in the house with us. We've got Pastor Kathy, as Kirby's already welcomed her this morning, but we're going to hear from Pastor Kathy in just a moment, but can I tell you, having overseers, see through church, there's not a kind of hierarchy system, there's not a head office where we need something and we just go to them and we get and we're autonomous churches and so what we get we get to use and there's not like if we want to build an extra building or when we built the veranda and those sorts of things there's not a slush fund sitting up here at head office that we can lobby them for to get we do what we do with what we've got and the c3 churches around the country and around the world do the same thing but what we do have that I think sets C3 Church apart from pretty well any other denomination and group of churches is that we are extremely relational. And so we're not forced to have Pastor Richard and Kathy come as our overseers. We could say no and shut the doors and block them out. But we choose as a church, Pastor Bruce and Julia, senior ministers, have chosen. We as location pastors choose to have Pastor Kathy. And Pastor Richard, come into our church. We show them our finances. We show them our stats. We show them what is happening in our church. And the beautiful thing about overseers is they can see what we cannot see. And so they come in and they encourage us. They come in and there's moments when they say, hey, have you thought about doing this? And they help us as a church get better. They help us as leaders get better. And so we... Love, Pastor Richard and Kathy. We love their input into our lives and our church. Not just are they our overseers, but Pastor Kathy is the oh, what zone? You? Region C3 Sydney North overseer or area director. So it looks after a whole bunch of churches in the northern Sydney area. They're also pastors of C3 Ride, which has got five locations. Is that right? Four. Five, prophetic maybe who knows but now there were four locations plus on top of that they've got the c3 reach network and they have got i think it's a hundred something churches around the world through i said the other week pastor richard's just got back from all the stands and over there and so going to some incredible places planting churches, raising up leaders, not just in Sydney not just in Australia but right across the world and say they are world class, they have got the most incredible heart for people and say whatever Pastor Kathy says this morning if she gets a word for you, please know it's not just a telling off, it's not just a encouragement, it's not just but it's coming from a place of love it's coming from a place of Not just Kathy loves you, but God loves you. And so while we're still standing, can we please put our hands together and welcome Pastor Kathy to the pulpit this morning. It's so good to have you here. Thank you for coming.
1: Thank you, John. It's a privilege for me to be here and thank you for this beautiful worship. So it's just wonderful. What a full band. That's phenomenal. So um, thank you. Yes, you may be seated. It's a real privilege for me to be here with you here in C3 Harndorf. Thank you to Pastor John and Emma. Thank you for that lovely introduction, John. I promise I won't tell you off. Um, uh, but thank you. It is, <clears throat> what a beautiful description of C3. It's true, it is a very relational um, movement across the globe. But uh, just really dear to our hearts is all of the churches here in Australia, of which this is, of course, one of the mighty churches of Australia. So it's a great gift for me to come. I am, I have, was born and bred here in South Australia. So it's a gift for me to come home. Thank you, God. And uh, where um, people say chance and not chance. And. Um, <laughs> Plant and not plant, so it's good. My kids say that though plant chance, and uh, but anyway, it's good to be here. Um, And uh, hello from C3 Ride in Sydney, Um, it's just so wonderful to be a part of this beautiful gathering of people. So it's a great privilege for us, and uh, in to be, of course, in the beautiful, unique Handorf is fantastic. So, So somebody said, Where are you going? I said, Oh. Uh, So yes, so actually one of my sisters lives in Lenswood, so it's, you know, it's um, familiar territory for me. So here we are, um, this beautiful morning, and uh, of course your beautiful theme for 2023 is sent, which I think is phenomenal. Uh, And of course every one of us is sent. When we come to know Jesus as our Lord and Saviour, he sends us. ...into the world in order to preach his good news. And when we are born again uh, and when we walk with Jesus, many of us have this dream in our heart... ...that we will serve God in a mighty and profound way. And this is actually the Holy Spirit in you. It's not just you wanting to be many things. It's the Holy Spirit that stirs your heart... Creating this dream in you to be able to speak his word, that your word would be up, his word would be upon your tongue. You are sent by God, and uh, the thing about being sent is that often it looks very ordinary. It looks ordinary for where you are sent, uh, because mostly for most of us, we are actually sent not to far distant lands like Uzbekistan, which not sure where it is on the map. <coughs> Richard goes there. Uh, can't spell it either. But, um, but mostly, for most of us, we are actually sent around the corner. Uh, we are sent around the corner. We are sent to the lady in the shop. We are sent to work. And uh, when we go to work, I want you to know that you are the most important person in your workplace. They are blessed to have you in their midst. They may not know it. And you may not feel it necessarily, but they are blessed by God to have you in their midst, in their workplace. Did you know that there are people that you work with that nobody has ever prayed for? And then the Lord (coughs) kingdom positions (coughs) you. You are kingdom positioned and you have this opportunity to bring these beautiful lost people before the throne of God in intercession. If you never say anything, you bring the Holy Spirit with you. So you are sent. We are kingdom positioned by God for his purposes, which is very exciting. It's exciting to be kingdom positioned by him. But the real issue about being sent And the real issue about being kingdom positioned is how we live our lives. Philippians 3 at verse 17, this is what Paul says to the church in Philippi. Join together in following my example, brothers and sisters, and just as you have us as a model, keep your eyes on those who live as we do. So Paul is explaining that it's not just the words that we say, it's not just the mighty things that we do, but it's the way that we live our lives. Our lives speak, and we are to follow the example of Christ. 1 Corinthians 11, 1, Paul actually says this. He says, follow my example as I follow the example of Christ Jesus. So when we follow the f- example of Christ Jesus, when we follow in his footsteps when we shape our lives according to the Holy Spirit, we become fully equipped. Because Jesus sent us out into all of the world. Of course, we've got the Great Commission to go here to um, Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. But he didn't send us on our own. He gave us the Holy Spirit in order that we would be fully equipped. And in order to do these great works of God that he has planned in advance for us. And actually, to be fully equipped... When we are sent around the corner, we need the power of the Holy Spirit. There's three essential ingredients for our life in order to be fully equipped by him to be sent. Firstly, we need relationship fruit in our life. Secondly, we need character fruit. And thirdly, we need kingdom fruit. And so relationship fruit is our relationship with Jesus and our relationship with other people and believers Secondly, our character fruit is when we live according to the fruit of the Holy Spirit, when we keep in step with the Spirit. We know from Galatians 5 that the fruit of the Spirit is love and joy and peace and patience and kindness and goodness, gentleness, faithfulness and self-control. Against this, there is no law. And so we come into this place of freedom in our character. And thirdly, kingdom fruit is, of course, the Great Commission... When we see other people coming to Jesus, knowing him as their Lord and Saviour. So if we look firstly at relationship fruit, Jesus says something very profound that we need to keep hidden in our heart all the time. John 15, 5, this is what Jesus says to us. He says, I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. So here is this great and beautiful promise from Jesus that if we remain in him, we will bear the fruit of the kingdom. So we need to pursue Jesus in everything we do. First and foremost, before anything, we need to pursue him. Uh, And we need to come consistently into two places. We need to come consistently into the secret place, which is about you and Jesus. It's about you and your personal, devoted relationship to him. We come into this uh, secret place and the Lord gives us the Holy Spirit that we would hear and know and understand. And he draws us close to him. We need to pursue him. Uh, but remembering that prayer is actually a relationship relationship. Sometimes we get confused and think that prayer is a work that we do. There is the work of prayer, the intercession of prayer, but ultimately, prayer is a relationship with the Lord. And I remember that one time I uh, was praying at home, and the Lord spoke to me and He said, "You enter my presence with a complaint." And I thought, Ugh. "And uh, oh, <laughs> really?" And uh, and I I thought about it. I thought, "Yep, fair call. That's fair enough." Because I do, oh, woe is me, Lord. This is happening and that is happening and la, 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 la. And I thought about it and I thought, I've got some friends like that as well. And uh, you go out for coffee and they sit down and oh, la, 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 la. And you don't want to go back, do you? And I thought, I don't want Jesus to say, oh, no, here she is again, whinging and complaining. So I thought, I'm going to do a seismic shift. So firstly, whenever I come into pray, I always say hello, because that's what you do with a friend, you say hello, so I say hello Lord, and uh, then I tell him where I am, just in case, um,
0: <laughs>
1: so I said, this morning I said, hello Lord, I'm in Harndorf, uh, <clears throat> but it's good, because I said, <clears> the <throat> Lord, I'm in Harndorf, ha <laughs> ha, And uh, then I started to pray for you, I thought, oh, pray for the people in Handorf. I'll pray for C3 Handorf. I'll pray for the town, I'll pray for the surrounds, I'll pray for this area. So it was good. So I always say hello first and then, of course, I come, rather than the opposite of complaining and murmuring, is thanksgiving. Thanksgiving is one of the most beautiful secret treasures in the kingdom of God. Because when you come to the Lord in thanksgiving, Psalm 100, of course, says, enter his gates with thanksgiving, there's something that happens in your spirit. See, sometimes we struggle in prayer because we come in the wrong attitude to begin with. And so I come in thanksgiving. I thank the Lord for what he's given to me. I thank you for the gift of another day. I thank you that he hears my voice. So it's not just the things that you've got, but it's your relationship <coughs> with him. I thank Jesus every day that he died for me. I thank Jesus every day for my salvation, that he saved me, that I'm heaven-bound because of his kindness. And so we come into this place of thanksgiving, and it does shift your spirit. There's something about it that shifts your spirit into a deeper place in him. So I would say pursue the Lord in these things, and it's one of the great keys of the kingdom. And thanksgiving really does something in your heart. So pursue Jesus, pursue him in the secret place above all else. Actually, this is more important than anything we do in the kingdom, to be honest. It's more important that you follow him and that you spend time with him because that's where you grow and increase and flourish. Secondly, in our relationship fruit, uh, pursue fellowship. This, of course, is exactly what you're doing right now. You're pursuing fellowship with one another. Um, I was born again when I was 14, so I come from, I've said this before, but So if you've heard it before, just, you know, roll your eyes. For those who haven't, enjoy. But um, uh, I come from Boobaraui, which is in between Barra and Clare. And uh, my mum was really seeking the Lord. Uh, We were a beautiful Catholic family, good family. I'm the eldest of eight, so there's a lot of us. And um, mum was really seeking God. And so this was in the 70s before most people in the room were born. But um, there was a big wave of the Holy Spirit in the 70s and uh, here in Adelaide there was this great move of the Holy Spirit actually it was just a privilege kind of to be a part of it and uh, there were many things happening and uh, so we came down from Boobrawi and we went to some big events and so we were at a big conference and um, I was 14 and I it was the first time I'd ever really heard someone explain how to be born again how, what you know what the scriptures say about it i'd never heard it before i'd been in church all of my life but i'd never heard it and it was just unbelievable and so i i went down i gave my heart to jesus i was filled with the holy spirit i was filled with joy like this overwhelming joy now the thing was that our family was so gripped by this thing this, that had happened to us. We went back to Buberawi and there was not one other person in the entire district who had any understanding of what we were talking about. So in the 70s it was actually rare. We didn't have as many Pentecostal churches and these things so it was rare. Also people thought it was weird and um, they still do but, um, you know, and, uh, and so we had no fellowship We had nobody, I was baptised in the Holy Spirit and I had no idea what that meant. I could speak in tongues and I didn't even know what that was for. And uh, so for five years, we literally had no fellowship with anyone. And one thing that I learnt, then I came down to Adelaide and I thought, I'm going to pursue this thing. So I found a church and I grew and increased and flourished very quickly. So one thing that I learnt from those five lonely years is that my salvation wasn't lost, but I didn't grow because I didn't understand the things of God. You see, you can express faith on your own, you can express hope on your own, but you can't actually express love alone because you've got no one to love. And it was when I was in fellowship that I grew and increased so rapidly and so quickly. So to pursue fellowship for believers is imperative. And here you are. This is your expression of community, but mostly your love for one another is actually a witness to the world. In John 13, 35, Jesus says this, By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples by the love you have for one another. And uh, this love that you have for one another inspires people. They may have funny opinions about you but it does somewhere in their heart because in the scriptures it says that eternity is in everybody's heart it does something to them and one of my favorite um, salvation stories was I was preaching in a church in Wollongong a couple of years ago and uh, I did the altar call and this girl came to the front and it was this beautiful salvation like she gave her heart to Jesus and I said to her she wasn't from Wollongong and I said oh so why are you here? Like, how did you come to be here at this church this morning? And she said to me, well, she said, I was try, I was searching for God. I didn't know how to find God. And she said, I knew that my grandmother used to pray for me, but nobody else. I didn't know any Christians anywhere. I didn't know any. And she said, and I didn't know what to do, and I didn't know how to find God. And she said, one day my work, her work, sent her to Wollongong, and she went and had a coffee, and there were these people next to her at the next table in the coffee shop talking about their church and how much they loved their church and she said she was eavesdropping and she listened to what the name of the church was, which was a C3 church and so she googled it and then the next Sunday she came. You see, Jesus sent these disciples out for coffee for the kingdom of God, (laughs) which is great, better than Uzbekistan, it's closer (laughs) and easier easier. And, uh, and so they were sent out for coffee, but it was their love for one another that spoke to her. Yeah. And you see, when you are here, your love speaks. Your love actually speaks in the Adelaide Hills, because there would be a lot of people who would drive past this road and see you in the car park talking on a Sunday, a lot of people, and they would see your love for one another out there, and there are people who drive past here, and they say in their heart, one day I'm going to go in there. And they will and they will come and they will find Jesus you see you are sent you are sent into the car park for the witness of God and so we are sent by God in all things so this is the the fellowship with Jesus and your fellowship with one another is essential ingredient to being sent secondly we have character fruit to be sent Uh, it's absolutely imperative that we are consistently living our lives In the Holy Spirit, with the fruit of the Holy Spirit. You see, your character can be seen by others. Not always seen by ourselves, but it can be seen by others. Fruit can be seen. People can see when you are kind. It's visible. Even the scripture says this. Uh, In the Psalms, it says that kindness is like a necklace. It can be seen. So when you live according to the Holy Spirit, other people can see it. You see, this is the fruit of the Holy Spirit. The difference between gifts given by God and the fruit of the Holy Spirit is that gifts are given. And so it's not something that we deserved. You may have an amazing gift of prophecy or healing. It's not deserved. It's given freely by God. But fruit is produced when we walk according to the Holy Spirit. And when a tree produces fruit, it's not for itself to consume, it's for others. It's the same for you. When you produce kindness, it's for the consumption of others that it would change their heart. So it's imperative that our character, we are consistently in this place of uh, seeking Jesus. The truth is that we can do a great deal of damage in the kingdom of God if we don't have love or the fruit of the spirit. Paul actually talks about this in Philippians 3 where he says that... uh, because of the way of uh, some believers with their life, they are an enemy of the cross. And so that's not what who, who we want to be. We need to live according to the Holy Spirit. Um, Paul's whole point in 1 Corinthians 13, which is the beautiful story of love, love is patient, love is kind. It does not envy, it does not boast, it's not rude or self-seeking or proud. It keeps no record of wrongs. And so we need to store this in our heart So that we are living according to the word. Paul's whole point with this particular scripture is that it's not just for weddings, but actually that people know us by the love that we have. Uh, And he says, you can do amazing things in the kingdom, but if you don't have love, what is the point? And this is the whole point of Romans, uh, 1 Corinthians 13. What is the point if you don't have love? You may have a gift of healing as an example, but you may be a pain. In the neck to people and this is very confusing because you can pray for healing and it's very hard for people to receive when you're awful and so we need to be kind and generous it brings great confusion and the fruit of the spirit me- needs to be married together we need to pursue all of the fruit of the spirit as an example one of the beautiful fruits of the spirit is self-control but if you have self-control without kindness it's simply restraint And so we really need to foster these things in our heart and in our spirit. Um, When you were saved, you were saved with three separate timings. When you gave your heart to Jesus, when you received the Holy Spirit, your spirit, which was previously dead to God, came alive instantly. And this is what happens when you're born again. And your spirit lives for eternity. Your soul, which is you, your character, your personality, who you are, this is being saved. And this is where sometimes we get confused, is you are changing according to the Holy Spirit. And this takes place for all of your days on earth. This is called sanctification. And so you cooperate with the Holy Spirit and you are being transformed and being saved. And your body, the third separate timing, Um, is although it's decaying here on earth, the time will come, which we're all quite aware of, um, the time will come when your body will be saved, you'll be glorified and you'll have a whole new one. It'll be great. Um, So there's these three separate timings. But see, with sanctification, we have to walk in accordance with the Holy Spirit for our lives to be transformed. I just think this is so exciting. I think this is an exciting part of salvation that who you are in 2023, you'll be transformed in 2024. And so I love the pursuit of the Holy Spirit to see the things that He brings about. The thing that, one thing to remember though, is that as a believer, we can live according to the flesh or according to the Holy Spirit. An unbeliever, when their spirit is not alive to God, can only live according to the flesh. And um, they may be very nice people. They may be doing very nice things, but they can only live according to the flesh. But a believer can do either. And that's why we get so confused with the bad behavior of Christians. What we don't understand is that we choose every day, you either live according to your flesh or according to, your, to the Holy Spirit. And uh, so every day is, is this choice that we make. And so we constantly pursue the things of the Holy Spirit. And this is what makes an entire difference to being sent. We are sent and people can see the power of the living God in our lives. That's why Paul is very insistent. He says, get rid of all rage and bitterness and instead pursue the things of the Holy Spirit. So I quite enjoy that part of walking with Jesus, that this, the challenge of it, but also the beauty of it, that we can come into this place in him. Thirdly, um, I would say, is kingdom fruit. So this is the thing that we all love and we desire. Um, Kingdom fruit when we see people saved. Uh, We do this both in the church as believers and around the corner in our marketplace, in the world where we live, we have kingdom fruit. Everything that you do in church points to salvation. So I grew up on a farm and uh, when it was time... For the harvest, everybody in the family was involved but in a different role. And um, one would do the tea and coffee, (coughs) one would drive the tractor, one would do all the different parts of a harvest and it's the same in church. See, I may have the microphone and I may do an altar call but, but without every person here there is no salvation. So it's not about it's not about me actually. It's about everybody as the believers and as the yeah. church. Uh, and so we all do things. The coffee is important, the car park is important, the chairs is important is everything that we do points to jesus and sometimes we think to ourselves well i've never sat down and led someone to the lord but actually every one of us participates in salvation by just turning up actually and we participate in salvation so you this is kingdom work that you do and uh uh in uh, the um you know the pandemic you know that thing that happened and um uh After that it all finished, there was a girl came to our church one day and um, she responded to the altar call and I was praying with her and I said to her, have you ever given your heart to Jesus before? And she said, actually, yes, I have. She said, I did it online but I wanted to come and do it in person. And I thought to myself, oh my goodness, the tech team, the sound (laughs) team, the cameras... All of those things, because of their hidden work, I think probably the greatest hidden work would be the back desk. And uh, because of their great hidden work, this girl was saved. And so every person is important as we serve in church. The Lord sees all that you do. There's nothing that you do, it may not be seen necessarily by people, but it is always seen by God. One day I was at church and I must have been talking too long. (laughs) And I was at the front and the vacuum cleaning team started vacuuming around my feet. <laughs> and I uh, thought, whoops, here too long. And, uh, but then I had a vision when I was standing there and it was just oh, glorious of the vacuum cleaners. Oh, So the vacuum cleaners are around my feet and I had a vision of them. That the angels were placing a beautiful cloak around their shoulders. And the Lord said, this is holy ground. This is where salvations happen. And he said, they are preparing the holy ground for the next salvations. I see that vacuum cleaning team and I think, oh wow. So they are phenomenal. So everything you do is seen by God. Everything you do is important in the kingdom. Now I can't read my notes. Uh, Wait, Um, thank you. Uh, Yesterday, Georgia says she doesn't cry normally. And I thought, oh gosh, I do it all the time. (laughs) Um, um, So yes, we are also kingdom positioned around the corner and at work. You are kingdom positioned for God's purposes. Your prayer for them matters. Being with them matters. Uh, I um, have a couple of, across the road from me, is a family, a Muslim family from <laughs> Afghanistan. And uh, I made friends with um, the wife. And uh, I just, she used to catch the bus out the front of our house. So I used to make a point of going out to say hello to her. And it was a bit confusing sometimes at the start because what I didn't know was that she had a sister who looked exactly like her. <laughs> and so, I launched into this conversation, and she was what? And I didn't realize it was the other sister. But <laughs> then I realized there's two sisters, and they look exactly the same. So I made friends with these sisters. And uh, one day it was a hot day, and I could see one of in all of the the thing. You know, they wear all of that. And uh, one day it was a very hot day, and I saw her walking up the hill in ride. And I stopped the car, and I said, "Would you like a ride home?" And she said, "Yes." And she got in, and she said, "Oh," she said. God sent you to me. And I said, yes, I think he did. And uh, I'm kingdom, oh, position for her. Anyway, they are not allowed to come to my house, not because of me, but it's their husbands. Don't allow them to come to my house. But I'm allowed to go to theirs. And so I, uh, they invited me for coffee one day. And uh, so I went in. And then another day they said, uh come for in the afternoon and I thought I was going for afternoon tea I thought I was going to have a cup of tea and that we were going to have a piece of cake that's what I thought and I got there and it was this lavish Afghani spread and um, they'd taken the day off work to prepare it and I was oh and the other thing that I didn't realise is that when you're the special guest you're the only one that eats and uh, (laughs) I thought, oh my goodness, I had this huge thing. And they're saying, in Afghanistan, you know, this is how it works. And I said, oh. I said, well, in Australia, we kind of eat together. So what if we did that? And uh, so we did eat together. And so it was beautiful. I was with these two beautiful sisters and we were talking about their life and their children and, and living in ride and what it's like for them. And then she, one of the sisters said to me, she said, so, she said, now, Tell me about Jesus. And I nearly fell off my chair. <laughs> Keeping in mind, I'd been praying for these two sisters for a very long time. I felt that God had sent me to them. And then she asked me the question that you dream of someone asking you. And I didn't know what to say. I just, I, oh, what, what? And I wasn't expecting it. And, um, and I bumbled my way through. Now, isn't this the truth? That when we get the opportunity we bumble our way through and uh, i was very upset with myself i thought oh for goodness sake here was my opportunity my big big opportunity i've been praying for this moment and then i mucked it up and i didn't really answer very well and i got home and i was really Ugh. and uh then the lord said to me kathy you can mourn or you can learn choose to learn So I thought, great, okay, I'm going to practice. So I started practicing these really good answers in my head. And what's great with practice at home is you're always so good. (laughs) Uh, And uh, oh, yes, and they will say this and I'll say that, will be fantastic. Uh, But this is the thing that, Actually, we can practice. That's what our imagination is for. Uh, We have these kingdom opportunities. And if you've mucked it up before, don't worry. The Lord will give you another opportunity. So practice. So this is you in your kingdom setting, in the kingdom things that you do. You see, Jesus loves you deeply. He has called you and set you apart. And uh, he calls you to join in with him in kingdom things. And so the Lord is blessing you. So practice, practice the conversation, practice these things so that you'll be ready because it's his great redemptive work and it's so exciting. I would actually love to pray for all of you. I'd love to pray that you are kingdom positioned, that you have eyes to see and the power of the Holy Spirit within you and that uh, after your practice that the word of the Lord would be upon your tongue. You are kingdom positioned to go across the road around the corner, and here in church. You are sent by him for his purposes. There's a beautiful scripture that says this in Ephesians 2.10, for we are God's handiwork. This word in the Greek can also be translated masterpiece or poem. You are God's masterpiece. You are God's poem. Then it goes on to say, uh, created in Christ Jesus, to do good works which God has prepared in advance for us to do. So the Lord has good works prepared for you. He has the power of the Holy Spirit upon you. His word is upon your tongue. So I would love to pray for you that the Lord gives you opportunities when you're sent. Eyes to see and ears to hear and an anointed word that you would see his kingdom come. But before I do that, before I pray for you, I would like to give an opportunity and uh, I don't know who, who any of you are really but, but you may have come today for the first time you may have been one of those people who said to yourself one day I'm going to go in there and here you are and it's not by chance that you are here it's the plans and purposes of God or you have may come several times or many times still trying to pursue the things of God and how does that work Jesus loves you deeply. He's known each person in this room before the beginning of time, and He has a plan for each and every one. And there's no greater moment than coming to know Jesus as our friend and as our shepherd. Jesus said to His disciples, I no longer call you servants, I call you friends. It's possible to have a deep and intimate relationship with the Lord when you come to Him. And in the Word of God, in the Scriptures, it explains how we do this. It says that when we come to Him with a humble heart, when we tell the Lord we're sorry for our sins, for the things that we did on purpose, the things we didn't know that were wrong, and even the things that we didn't mean to do, all of our mistakes the promise of the word of God is that when we say to the Lord simply that we're sorry he forgives us completely not a little bit not 50 50 but completely and then we're on a journey to being a new creation created in him then the Bible says that you need a little seed of faith in your heart and the seed of faith in your heart is this that you believe in God that there's this part of you believes that God exists this part of you that believes that Jesus was on the earth and when we come to understand that the reason that Jesus died on the cross was to pay the penalty of our sins so that we could go to heaven when we have this little bit of understanding when we know that Jesus defeated sin and defeated death and came back to life when we have this little understanding this is called faith and the Bible says that's all you need is faith in your heart and a yes on your lips yes Jesus I want to know you This is the most beautiful invitation across all of the earth that Jesus gives to everyone. In the Bible it says, For God so loved the world that he sent his one and only Son, so that whoever believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. And you are the whoever. Jesus came to save you. I want everybody in the room to bow their head and close their eyes for a moment of salvation. A moment with Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, that you are in this place. Thank you, Jesus, that you came to save. Thank you, Jesus, for the gift of eternal life. If you would like to know Jesus while everybody's eyes are closed, I'd like you to put your hand in the air where I can see it so that I can pray with you. If you've never done this before, just place your hand in the air where I can see it. Come, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, I can see your hand. Thank you. I'll pray with you. Thank you, Jesus. You can put your hand down. Thank you, Jesus. Well, maybe you've been a friend of Jesus and you've lost your way a little and you're coming back. Jesus' arms are open wide for you. He loves you. He calls you. He watches for you. If you're returning to Jesus, if you can place your hand in the air where I can see it so that I can pray with you. Come, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Bless you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, I ask for the power of your Holy Spirit to be in this room. Lord, I ask for your grace upon each and every one. Lord, I thank you for the depth of your love, your great kindness. And Lord, I thank you that you are the example that we follow. Lord, we thank you that you gave us your Holy Spirit. We thank you for the privilege of being sent. Lord, ask for the power of your Holy Spirit on each and every person. Lord, that you would do a new thing in their spirit, a new thing in their heart. Lord, that your word would be upon their tongue. Lord, that we would have eyes to see the people in the harvest and ears to hear your voice. Lord, ask for a great supernatural equipping of this church. Lord, ask that many salvations would come in this place, that many people would walk through these doors. Lord, for all of the people that have driven past and said, one day I'll go in there. Lord, that they would come on just the right Sunday. Lord, that they would come through these doors and find you and your great love. Lord, ask for your anointing on this place and I ask this in your name. I thank you, Jesus, and I bless you, Lord. Thank you.